You know what? I am I'm a thankful person. In fact, I may be the most thankful person in this place today. I, I, I'm a big believer in gratitude, and, and I'm, I'm going to have, have, uh, have some things to say about it in a moment. But one of the things I've, I've learned over the years is this. When it comes to gratitude, gratitude is often felt, but, but not expressed. That we feel grateful, but don't do anything about it. We don't say anything about it. You know, and I have a, I'm like you, I have a vast catalog of sins, and, but I don't want to add to that list of sins the sin of ingratitude because I, I consider gr- ingratitude a, 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 a petty, repugnant sin, you know, and I, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for 30 years of marriage to the most beautiful and wonderful person that I have ever met in the whole world. I'm thankful for two absolutely beautiful girls uh, who, who, are, who, are, who are just as smart as can be and just as sharp as can be and, and, and who love Jesus. I, I'm thankful for, for Jason and, and Mary Beth who, who serve this church with, with passion and with anointing. I'm thankful for a, a worship team with uh, Candy and, and Gina and Randy. I'm thankful for them who, who, uh, who touch our lives with their gifted faithfulness. I'm thankful for Sunday school teachers, even though we haven't been able to have it uh, for a while. I'm thankful for children's ministries workers who, who, who serve the kids of our church with an anointing from the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful for our audiovisual team who work behind the scenes to make sure your worship is without distract, distraction. Chuck Bryant at the soundboard and Renee Morgan at the, at, at the, uh, at the computer and, and Allie has helped there and, and Abby has helped there and Aaron has helped there at times and, and, uh, Aaron running the live stream and today Abby running the live stream. Aren't you grateful for all these people who serve you so well? Aren't you grateful for them? I'm thankful for, for people who are, who are willing to do whatever needs to be done. People like Gina Thompson, who's always willing to, 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 to care for people or do or clean or whatever needs to be done. I'm thankful for Linda Held and Willie Stubbs and Nett Gross, who so often jump in to help when it's needed, like they did this past week when, when they came in uh, during the week and they got all the grocery bags ready to, to give out. I, I'm thankful for Gerald Raymer and Jeff Davis, who have spent hours taking care of the church lawn. I'm thankful for, for people like uh, Josh and, and Haley Pierce, who who uh, even though they're out of town for a while, uh, a job-related situation, but they, uh, they, they, are, they do a little bit of everything around the church when something needs to be done. I'm, I'm thankful for Donna Ward and for Angela Akers and, um, and for uh, 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 Pansy Henson who, who work hard at serving this church every time we have a potluck, which, man, I miss potlucks. They're always over there and they're getting things ready and they're serving behind the scenes and nobody sees it, nobody knows it. I'm thankful for all of our connect group leaders who care for the people in their group with the love of Jesus. I'm thankful for the, for the ladies' ministry. I'm thankful for, for the ladies who lead the women's ministry. I'm thankful for the, the deacons of this church who minister to this church with prayer and with leadership and with compassion and with sacrifice. They love this church and I'm grateful for them. But, but last but not least at all, I am grateful for you, the people of Restoration Life Church. You are the best. You are the best. You're the greatest church, the greatest people I've ever known. And every now and again, now and again I, 
I, I come across some discouraged pastor and they say something like, oh, I've, I've had it with the people of my church. Oh, my people are, the people are just so hard to work with. And they say things like, if, I'd love ministry if it just weren't for the people. Well, there is no ministry without the people. And, or they say, I just wish I was running a gas station. I wish I could just hammer some nails, you know, and just do that. But you know what? I always feel guilty when I'm around those people because I always say I have the greatest staff. I have the greatest board. I have the most wonderful people in the whole wide world. I am proud of you. And I want to say I think that I can speak for the Lord and say that he is proud of you too and he loves you. I'm grateful and I'm thankful that you're here. I don't take you for granted. I know that there are plenty of churches uh, great churches in Marion and West Memphis and even in the Memphis area. And you could have chosen to attend any one of those, but you are here. And I don't take it for granted that you attend here and that you worship here and that you serve here and that you pray here. I want you to know I am grateful for you. I want you to know that. If you have your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 17. I want to begin reading in verse 11. I, this morning, I just have a a brief uh, little word for you today. Um, I think we're going to beat the Baptist to the restaurants today. So uh, just cross your fingers and pray that Pastor Dave doesn't chase too many rabbits along the way. And we'll be all right. But uh, John, excuse me, Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 11. As Jesus went to Jerusalem, he passed between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood at a distance. They lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, that's a whole different message right there. As they went, they had an act of faith. They, they took action on what Jesus said, but that's a different message. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice glorifying God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus said, were not the ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Were there not any found to return and give glory to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Or some translations say, your faith has made you whole. And I want you to think about that because this man was healed before he ever turned back to give praise. Before he ever turned back to give praise and gratitude, uh, he, he was healed. But then when he turned back to give praise and gratitude, Jesus looked at him and said, your faith has made you whole. There's a difference between healing and wholeness. You can be healed of some physical affliction and still be a selfish, petty person and not be whole. Uh, but but you, you could be healed of some horrible disease like leprosy and still be ungrateful and, up, and self-absorbed. You are healed but not whole. Jesus here is celebrating not just this man's healing, but this man's wholeness. The faith that made this man grateful also made him whole. So why don't you bow your head and let's pray and then we'll get into the word for this morning. Father... We come to you, Lord, and in these next few moments, I pray that the spirit of thanksgiving will come upon us and will fill us. Help us, Lord, not to be people who take the blessings that you have bestowed upon us for granted. We ask, Lord, that you would fill our hearts with gratitude. I, I believe you for it, and I thank you for it, and I pray this in the strong name of Jesus today. Amen. S some years ago, I don't even know how long ago it was, but the at the time, uh, President Sarkozy was the president of France, and he announced that 
due to the financial realities caving in, caving in on the European continent at the time that France was going to delay the retirement age by two years from the age of 60 to the age of 62 before the, the French could begin collecting their retirement from the government of France. And the response to that uh, uh, was that college students just tore Paris apart. College students rioted because the retirement age had been extended from 60 to 62 before the rest of society had to support them. Rather than thanking the government that they had retirement at all, and rather than thanking the rest of society that they had paid from their businesses and from their own income so that people could retire, rather than being thankful for a decision for financial reality and sustainability that had been made, they rioted because they were going to have to work two years longer than they had to before, before they could retire. You know, I believe that there is a tension that exists in all of us, and I need to say this particularly in this generation, but I'll say this to this generation, it's not your fault, it has been spoon-fed to you from the time you were toddlers, and that tension is this, that there is a tension that exists between gratitude and entitlement. And I urge you from the bottom of my heart with everything in me based on the scriptural mandate for gratitude, I urge you, weed entitlement out of your life. Rip it out of your spirit. Weed it out of the flower bed of your soul. A spirit of entitlement eats away at your hope of personal accomplishment and victory. I, I've seen it. You, you see it even, even in athletics. A team says to itself, it's, it's our turn to win. You know, we deserve this victory. The, I can tell you the team that, that approaches a game like that is, as my mom uh, used to say to me many times when I was a child, they are cruising for a bruising. Anybody ever hear that one? Anybody ever get that bruising? <laughs> Yes, sir. And I deserved every bit of it, too. But, you know, I mean, even, even a team of superstars has to snap out of that and say, we don't deserve this. We have to rise up and take this away from all the other teams in the league, but we don't deserve it. The, the minute you begin to think you deserve it, then your sense of energy and your passion begins to die. The fact of the matter is that a sense of entitlement can sneak in on any of us because, you know, it's easy for us to point at other people and say, oh, I can't believe that sense of entitlement. But let me tell you something. We've got to be careful because it can sneak in on any one of us. There's this kind of overcorrection that happened in American culture. You know, my generation, the generation before me, we all got so worried about our kids' precious little self-esteem that we didn't, we didn't want to, you know, their self-esteem to get hurt. So we decided that nobody could ever lose at anything. And so we, we played games where there were no winners. And, and that way there, there would be no losers. And so what we did was we let you play with a bow and arrow and we let you shoot the arrow at the barn. Then we walked over and painted the bullseye around the arrow. Right? So we, look at there, you got a bullseye. And all they did was shoot the arrow. What, what happened was, was that, that that created a kind of intellectual and, and moral morass, a swamp uh, that, that says, I deserve an A. I deserve an A, or if I don't deserve an A, then nobody does. We should all get C's, or you know, a kind of spirit of entitlement that says, okay, you studied, you made an A, that's fine. I didn't study, I didn't make an A, but I want half of your A. You know, that's the attitude. That's the spirit of entitlement, and it eats away at the very fabric of gratitude because anything you feel entitled to, you will never feel grateful for. It's because why should you feel grateful for something that is owed to you? 
There's no gratitude when there's entitlement. You know, it's like the, uh, uh, the, 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 well, the truth is you cannot feel entitlement and grateful. You can't feel entitled and grateful at the same time. It's impossible. There, there's an old nursery rhyme. Anybody ever heard of the little Jack Horner? The little Jack Horner sat in the corner eating his Christmas pie, stuck in his thumb and pulled out his thumb and said, what a, pulled out his plum and said, what a good boy am I? You know, and that's a cute little thing, but let me give you the translation of what a good boy am I. Translation, I finally got what I deserved. I'm a good boy. I should have had this, thumb, this plum on my thumb long ago. And, and, the, and that's the idea behind that little poem is at the very heart of one of the worst elements of human nature to say, I deserve this plum. I didn't bake the pie. I didn't know where the plum was. I just stuck my thumb in there and came up with it. I'm not claiming luck. God didn't do this. This wasn't destiny, fate, or anything else. I deserve this plum. That's entitlement. But gratitude says something different. Gratitude says, I don't deserve anything, so I'm thankful for what I have. I don't deserve anything, so I'm thankful for what I have. Gratitude says, I don't deserve the parents that I have. Lord knows I don't deserve the parents I grew up with. I don't deserve to own the home that I have. I don't deserve to have the stuff that I have. I don't deserve to have the family that I have. I don't deserve to have the skills and the talents that I have. I don't deserve to be able to walk when some people that I know can't walk. I don't deserve to have the health that I have. I don't deserve to have anything. There's a tension that is at the very heart of who we are as human beings and as Christians between this whole issue of entitlement and gratitude. Second thing I want you to see is this. There is a tension between sensitivity and self-absorption. There's a tension between sensitivity and self-absorption. Let me explain what I mean. You know, one of the, one of the reasons that we're not grateful for people uh, is that we have a really difficult time uh, thinking how the one who has given feels about what they have given. We have a hard time putting ourselves in their place as they have given us this gift. Uh, there, there needs to be a sense of empathy that somebody provided this. Somebody gave this to me. So, you know, as a young person, your mom sends you some exciting, some really exciting gift for your, for your birthday. You know, a pair of socks. You get a pair of socks and you, you need to think to yourself in that moment, how does mom feel about having given this gift? Self-absorption says, socks? I didn't want socks, I wanted an iPad. You know, you, you, you have to think about how your mom feels because she went to the store and she picked out those socks. She said, they're for my baby's feet. My baby is six foot six and 240 pounds, but they'll keep his little feet warm. You know, so, so instead of being absorbed with whether or not a gift is right for you or fits you or, or it's something that you really wanted or not, you have to put yourself into the place of the giver and you have to show them gratitude. You know, I, I think about this and, and, um, I think about a, a man from Georgetown, South Carolina, Olin Gardner, Gardner is his name. Olin is a, is a sweet little man. He, he's, uh, uh, I can't even describe him to you, uh, other than just to tell you, he is the most generous soul I have ever met in my life. And, and because of that, he gives everything away. He lives in, in, in just real, real poverty. But, but you know what? He, you know what? Something about Olin is he, he, he never forgot birthdays. And every Christmas, 
we and my family and I, we would get something from him. And it was usually something like, uh, like uh, uh, what was the name of that singer? Julie, do you remember? Uh, I can't remember, but there was a singer that he liked. And, uh, and he heard, I think Julie said one time that she liked her, her voice. And so, so he found, he made a, a cassette tape and found, it gave her, a, well, actually, I think he found an old album. It uh, wasn't in very good shape. We didn't have any way to play it, but he found this album and gave it to her. And uh, he, we would get cards from him, and sometimes the card would have the, the original name scratched out, and he would write something, write our name in there. But, but, but he didn't have anything, but he, he gave. He gave, I'm telling you, I am telling you, he's going to be uh, on the front row in heaven. I'm just telling you that about, about Olin right now. But, but he was so generous. And, and, and you could look at it and say, what in the world am I going to do with this old record album? Or you could look at it and say, I'm going to put myself in his shoes. He has nothing to give. And yet he went out of his way to find something. Joe Stafford, that's the name. So anyway, um, some of you, anybody know that name? Anybody know her? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, she hadn't been around for a long time, but, um, but uh, you know, but he went out of, out of his way and he took care of us and he, he gave to us. And, and so it wasn't about the gift or the value of the gift he was giving to us. It was about putting ourselves in his place and saying, here's a man who has nothing and yet he's giving everything he's got to me. You go on a missions trip, and, uh, and, and sometimes you go into some little village, and, and, uh, and there'll be a family there that's going to cook you a meal, and, and you, you, you sit down and you eat your fried chicken and you, without even realizing that that family just cooked the only chicken they had. The only, that was the source for their eggs. They gave you everything they had to sustain their family. You put yourself in their shoe. You could say, oh, I hate fried chicken. I'm tired of fried chicken. Or you could put yourself in their place and say, wait a minute. Look what these people gave to me. They thought about me that much. That's, that's a gratitude. That's, that you, you have to show those people gratitude. They're not giving in order to get the gratitude. But the gratitude says, I know what you experience in giving this and takes that seriously. This leper in this story, he turns back to give thanks he says, Lord, you didn't have to heal me. You, you didn't have to heal any of us. I don't know what it cost you. I don't know what it's like to heal somebody. I don't know how much it drained you for 10 people to be healed of this horrific disease. I don't know what you went through. I don't understand the cost. I don't understand the cost of your blood and the sacrifice for me to have redemption. I don't know all of that, but I want you to know that I'm grateful because I take seriously what you're experiencing right now. Third thing is this. This is, this is important. There's a difference between feeling gratitude and feeling grateful and acting with gratitude. There's a difference between feeling grateful and acting with gratitude. Now, if you don't hear anything else I say today, I want you to hear this. I want you to get this down. If you don't hear anything, make a note of this. And I know, I know it's old timey. I, I, I know you, you text and email and, you know, message on Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all of those other things. And some of you are, par, are on parlor now. You got all these things. But can I just admonish you with this? Put your gratitude in action. I want you to do 
this this week. Go buy a stack of thank you cards and, and write some, some thank you notes. You can get them for a, at the Dollar Tree. You can get them at the dollar store over there for next to nothing. You need to put your gratitude into action. Write a thank you note to a friend or to a family member. Write a thank you note to a coworker or a boss. I know you could email it. I know you could send a message to them. But there's something powerful when you take time in your own hand and write out a thank you note and send it to them in the mail. Or you drop it off. You slip it, slip it underneath their office door. And you, 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 you thank them. And you say, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for caring for me. Thank you for encouraging me. Thank you for speaking truth into my life. Thank you for how you've challenged me. Thank you for giving me more than I deserve. And I can tell you this, for most people, when they get that note from you, you're going to have to go visit them at the coronary care unit at the hospital because it's going to give them a heart attack because people don't do that anymore. People don't, don't, uh, they don't, they don't express gratitude. They don't write those notes anymore. You know, we have to do this. We have to put it into action. Don't just feel grateful. Do something about it. You know, this Thursday, most of us, if not all of us, are going to eat too much. Can I get an amen? amen? Some of you are looking forward to it. Some of you, your prayer for the, before the meal should be not, you should not just start with saying, Lord, thank you for this meal. You should say, Lord, forgive me for what I'm about to do <laughs> uh, because I'm going to do something that's probably not good. But, but uh, you know, you're, you're going to gorge your little bellies. And after you finished and that, you know, denuded carcass of that turkey graces your table, what do you do then? What do you do then? Well, here's, I challenge you to do this as, as soon as you can. Man, I challenge you to take your wife in your arms. Children, take, take your little mom into your arms. And just say, I, I just want to thank you. Young people, go to your mom and say, thank you, mom. I don't know where I thought all that clean underwear came from. I thought it was laundry elves. You just must have been that, but I want to thank you for caring for me. Put your arms around your, your, your old bald-headed daddy and say, Daddy, thank you for taking care of my needs. Thank you for spending so much money on me, not only on the things that I need, but on so many things that I want. Thank you for always providing for me. You know, I know of a college student that when he was in college, his, his dad was working on a garbage truck. And I'm not, I'm not demeaning that work at all because somebody's got to do it. I'm thankful for the people who do pick up the garbage for us. But, but he said this, he, he said, I work on a garbage truck so that my son won't have to. That's something to be grateful for. That's something to be grateful for. You have to be grateful every day for that. So make a phone call, write a note. It's, it's fine to feel grateful. We, you should feel grateful. I think we all feel grateful, but you have to put it into action. That's the key. And it's not just with people. We have to put it into action in our relationship with God. Don't just say, I'm grateful, Lord God, for what you've done. Put some money where your mouth is. You need to, you need to, to give in the offerings because you're grateful. You need to give of your time because you're grateful. You need to serve other people because you're grateful to God and you know that he loves them as much as he loves you. So, so, so feel grateful, and, 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 but, but put it into action because gratitude in action is godly. Gratitude in action is godly. It's fine to feel grateful, but it's a different thing to express it. Take the time. 
Take the time. And you know when you do that, you know what you're doing? You are coming against every spirit of entitlement in your life. When you take action on your gratitude, you are weeding out that spirit of entitlement. You are crushing it in your life. You are destroying it in your life because you are not just feeling something, you're taking action on it. So whenever you begin to feel frustrated or angry because you think you're not getting something that you deserve, anybody ever been there? Anybody ever felt that way in the drive-thru when you ordered something? Like, you know, people forget that uh, getting your order wrong at the drive-thru is not that big of a deal. But they want to just destroy somebody because they put pickles on my burger and I said no pickles. You know? When you feel frustrated or angry in that moment or... Or whether it's not, maybe it's something bigger. Maybe it's something in the home and you feel like, you know, you're not just, you're just not getting the respect you deserve. You're not getting something else that you deserve. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take that thought captive. Don't just let it roam free. Take it captive in your life and remind yourself in that moment, I am not entitled to anything. Weed entitlement out of your life. Make sure you're sensitive to the person, to the person who gives you the gift. And it, it, I mean, if, if it's some smallest gift from anybody, it's a gift from them. And then the third thing was put that gratitude into action. I want to close with this. I, I heard about a funeral. A woman had passed away. And, uh, you know, her husband was one of those tough guys. You know, one of those macho men that never wanted to show any affection. And at the funeral, uh, there, there was this, on her casket, there was this, this huge blanket of roses on her casket i mean like nothing you've ever seen it was it covered the entire casket and just cascaded down onto the floor it was it was just unbelievable and the minister and this is a true story the minister who was officiating this funeral said to this man who is now widowed standing at the end of this casket and the minister said this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen did did somebody give this and the man said no he said, you know, my wife was always the romantic type. She's, she was always want, wanting roses. But I just, I just don't do that kind of stuff. I, I just don't do that kind of thing. So I never gave her roses. And then he said, I'm making it up to her now. Well, you know, that's just a little too late. Just a little too late. If you're grateful for someone in your life, you need to give them the roses now. You need to give them the roses now. If you're grateful to God for the many blessings in your life, you need to thank Him now. You need to take action. Don't be content just to feel gratitude. Put your gratitude into action. Amen? Would you bow your head together with me? Father, as we come into your presence, Lord God, I, I think everybody in this room, we, we can find things for which we are grateful. And we feel that gratitude. And we're grateful, Lord, for the many blessings you have given to us. We're grateful for the great salvation you have bestowed upon us. We're grateful for all of the blessings you give us. And God, we're, we're grateful for the people around us. And we're, we're grateful for who they are and what they do and we're grateful just that they're part of our lives. But God, help us to not fall into the trap of feeling grateful, but doing nothing about it. And God, I pray that, that this service, this message today 
would just literally be a call to action. That God, that we won't just have a Thanksgiving turkey day and, you know, and, and give uh, thanks and then eat our food and, and uh, watch football and do whatever else we're going to do all day long. But God, I'm just asking Jesus that you'd help us even today to begin to take action on our gratitude. That God, we begin to talk to you and express our gratitude to you. That we begin to, to serve you, Lord, and surrender to you in new ways. That we begin to, to, uh, to, to express our gratitude in practical ways to you. But God, also, I pray that you would help us, especially this week, to, uh, to, to take action to show gratitude to those that are around us. Because God, we have been blessed by you with some great people in our lives. There are people here who have incredible parents. And we need them to know how grateful we are for them. There's some in here, Lord God, that have friends that have stuck by their side through thick and thin. And we need to do more than just feel grateful. We need to, we need to write a note. We need to let them know. We need to give them a hug. We need to share some time. God, I just pray that whatever it is, whoever it is, that God, today we won't, it won't be just something that we hear, but it's something that we feel, but it will be something that we do. Help us to put gratitude in action, Lord God. With heads bowed and eyes closed, there's nobody looking around. I'm just asking for you you to give a physical response. Not so that I can see it because I'm not going to follow up. I'm not going to call you up later this week and say, hey, did you do it? Did you do it? But just as a physical response before God to say, Lord, I hear what you're saying. And I don't want to add the sin of ingratitude to my vast catalog of sins. Lord, I want to be a person who lives with gratitude and acts on gratitude. If that's you, just right where you are, just slip your hand up right now. Would you do that? All over this place. There are hands all over the place. My hand's up too. I want to, live in, I want to be a grateful person. Father, you see every hand. You see every heart. And God, I pray that you would just drop ideas in our hearts and our minds right now about how we can express our gratitude, how we can show it, what we can do. And Lord, I pray that as we do that, that this would be a a really powerful source of encouragement to the people for whom we are grateful. That they will hear this and they will be encouraged. Maybe some of them are feeling like their life is not counting, it's not doing anything, it doesn't matter. God, I pray that you would help them to know that, that what they do matters. And Lord, I pray that that you would help us, Lord, to just continue just to weed entitlement out of our lives, that we would just get rid of that idea that we are owed anything, that we're entitled to anything, that we deserve anything, because God, the truth is we deserve nothing. But Lord, help us to not be looking at what we can get, but what we can give. And I thank you for it. And I pray, Lord, that this Thursday on Thanksgiving Day, that it would be a special day, not just with family, but God, that our hearts would be truly grateful to you for all of the incredible blessings that you have, you have bestowed upon us. And we give you thanks and praise in the strong name of Jesus. Amen.